Corey Perry is a Swiss Army knight for the Oilers. What do I mean by that? Listen to this episode. Find out. Welcome back to the Striking Oil Podcast, the podcast where you will get daily news, rumors, and opinions from a fan-turned-journalist about your favorite team, the Edmonton Oilers. My name is Caleb Kearney, and by day and night, I am a beat writer covering the Edmonton Oilers for the Hockey News. Welcome, welcome. It has been a long time. Too long, in my opinion. Now, things are changing for me, and things have been a little bit crazy, okay? For one, there's no more day job, okay? I have nothing else clogging up my schedule, and I can focus on this and being completely 100% present in this, going to practices, going to morning skates, as well as the games that I've been going to since October. Also, I am now officially a freelancer at large, or just freelancer, whatever floats your boat, and... This is a welcome change for myself. The day job was something that, while it was good, it had its moments. It wasn't ultimately what I wanted to do. And this is ultimately what I want to do. So that's 100% fantastic. Now, as far as the podcast goes, I wanted to get this started yesterday. Yesterday felt like a good day, given the the Corey Perry signing, uh, having that be official, all that stuff at practice, and the the availabilities. I was there. I took in the availabilities. I wrote a couple pieces about it. So that's all fine and dandy. Now, what I would like this to be is a Monday to Friday daily podcast. A quick 10-15 minutes where I give some up-to-date news, rumors, and analysis on what's going on. Depending on what's happened, that will affect what exactly that show is. Uh, I'm going to have a new segment, which we'll talk about later. But for now, that's just kind of how things are going to go. So keep it locked on the YouTube channel, on the podcast feed, uh, daily episodes. Again, I want them to be like 10, 15 minutes. You can listen to them on your drive to work, no matter how long your commute is. And I think that that's going to provide some real value. Now, what else have I been doing? Well, the re- one of the reasons why it's been almost a month since I've put out a podcast is I moved. My family and I, we moved. We're still in Edmonton. We just moved to a different part of the city. Uh, so that's one big reason. Another reason is I've been taking on more responsibility at the Hockey News. Okay, First, it started with taking on the Philadelphia Flyers site. We have a new site editor there now. So now I'm in more of a co-editor position where I am helping run it, but we have somebody in Philadelphia going to the games and providing coverage and content, and they're working out fantastically. I have no issues with them. They are amazing. Siobhan, shout out to Siobhan. Now, with that being said, now I am co-running four sites in total, Flyers, Colorado, Tampa Bay, and the Bruins site. All those sites I'm helping run, just get them running more smoothly and make sure there's a a, a diverse collection of articles and, and content and just getting it all run smoothly. Okay. So with that being said, a couple 
kind of small-ish announcements before I get into the main content of this episode. One being uh, the Edmonton Oilers Hockey News Substack. It is still around. I wasn't very good about it while the busyness was sort of going on in my life. Uh, But right now, there is actually an intern. So in order to help me make sure there's enough content for all these sites, I have some interns. One of them is presently running the uh, Edmonton Oilers substack that I have. And while that is going on, I will be starting up a separate substack. I've actually already started it. A separate substack that's going to be just kind of a weekly thing where I give just some anecdotes and funny stories and just musings of being a journalist and what it's like to be around the players, be around the other media. So you can look for that. It's called Inside the Locker Room. I haven't officially launched it, but I've been working on it. And I've just been playing with a couple ideas of how to sort of pursue it, what to kind of focus on. And this is kind of what I've landed on is just a weekly thing where I give my experiences of the week. There's things that stood out to me, certain stories, humorous or otherwise. So that is something to look forward to. And before we hop in on the content, please go and subscribe to the YouTube channel and go and subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're going to listen to long term. Uh, It's on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, uh, Apple Music, all those platforms you can find podcast. Okay, so go on over there, check it out. Would greatly, greatly appreciate it. It'll help the reach of this podcast for more people to experience the podcast and uh, support it in whichever way they choose. Now getting in, we're going to start things off with this new segment. And I'm going to call this new segment Around the NHL. So I'm just going to go around quickly a minute or two and just take a look at some news, whether it's breaking news or a little bit older news during the day of just things that have happened over the past 24 hours that people should kind of be aware of. So just a couple things. I mean, about half an hour ago, the Oilers, they sent down Phil Kemp to the Bakersfield Condors. Um, no surprise, he wasn't going to get any game time. And we have enough con. We, uh, the Oilers have enough contracts. So they sent Kemp down, which makes sense. You know, he's been working with skills coaches and skating coaches while he's been up here at practices. So it's not like he's been, you know, sitting on his hands the whole time. But going down to Bakersfield, is a great uh, move for the young blue liner for him to get more ice time in the AHL. A couple of other things of note, uh, the Vancouver Canucks had these fantastic blue metallic chrome helmets at practice. I've been seeing them all over the internet and I kind of want the Oilers to do one now, but make it like an orange one, a metallic orange one. I think that could be really cool. I don't know what jerseys they'd wear them with. Their home jerseys, their Heritage Classic jerseys, probably not those. Now, the big news. The big news. Two pieces of big news, okay? Both announced today, I believe. Maybe the one was announced yet last night. But Dylan Dubé was granted a leave of absence. And now just recently, Carter Hart 
asked for and was granted an indefinite leave of absence. Now, there's a lot of speculation going on right now, a lot of people jumping to conclusions. And now before we jump to conclusions, most likely, there are two most likely scenarios as to what's going on here. The first scenario is that this is something related to the 2018 World Junior Sexual Assault Investigation. Okay, For two people who were a part of that team to both take a leave of absence within 24 hours of each other, it raises some eyebrows. Okay, Not going to lie, the optics of it aren't ideal for either person or either team. However, that leads to the other um, thing that this could be. This could just be a personal thing. This could just be a family thing. It could be a health thing. Although today, John Tortorella said that Carter Hart is healthy. So it could be, you know, we are seeing more players take leaves for mental health reasons. And given some of the vitriol that and, and mudslinging that sort of gets thrown at players who, you know, sometimes simply just have an off game. It's not surprising to see a lot of hockey players have mental health issues and need to take some time away in order to address those issues. Now, in light of all this, we shouldn't speculate, but we should wait and see what happens. Again, definitely from an optics perspective, very strange that two members of the 2018 World Junior Team take a leave of absence within 24 hours of each other. But at the same time, it could simply just be a coincidence and they could both be looking after their mental health. So let's respect their boundaries and let's just wait for more news to come out about everything that's going on. And now that I've gotten off of my soapbox, Corey Perry, it's a Swiss Army knife for the Oilers. What do I mean by that? Well, quite simply, he can play anywhere. Okay, He can play in the bottom six. He has the skill to play in the top six. Okay, And that's something that the Oilers can find a lot of value in. Now, for Perry, he did spend some time with Bedard. He was averaging about 15 minutes in the games that he played for Chicago. And he was seeing production there, a, a level of production that he hasn't seen in a number of years. Okay. So he still has game. He may be on the wrong side of his prime, but that doesn't mean that he can't contribute. And now he can go up and down. Now, the reason why I mentioned that he has the skill to play in the top six is because there's somebody who's presently in the top six who I think is underperforming right now and that's Evander Kane okay now Evander Kane better look out because with Corey Perry he brings the same elements to the table that Kane does so if Perry gets to a point where he's playing the bottom six and he's really excelling and Kane continues to struggle and doesn't find that fire that makes him the effective player that he is have him swap put Kane wherever Perry was and put Perry in the top six wherever Kane was. You imagine Perry and Dreisaitl together? Maybe that's the top six forward that some people are saying the Oilers need to acquire to play for Dreisaitl. Maybe it's Perry. If it can't be Kane, maybe it's Perry. 
that top line. You don't want to break up that top line of McDavid, Hyman, and Nuge. They've been dynamite. They've been a dominant line across the NHL. Just let them play. Now, there is another piece of this Oilers puzzle in Corey Perry who can upset the established order and introduce a little anarchy and also give the Oilers another weapon. He's another person who can go on the power play. So if Kane is injured and has to set out some games, Perry can take that power play two spot in front of the net. He's very at home there. So that will be something to look out for. Now, on the topic of Kane, my other sort of topic that I wanted to discuss today, Evander Kane keeps doing something that is driving me absolutely bonkers. His behind the back passes in the neutral zone to absolutely no one that leads to turnovers and grade A chances going the other way. Now, I understand the desire and the impulse to want to make plays. And I applaud him for making a play. But this feels like the type of error that Chris Knobloch and the coaching staff are trying to eliminate neutral zone turnovers. If it's something like that, it doesn't need to happen. It's different if somebody's trying to make a stretch pass to get out of the zone. I can see that being a little different. But a situation like this, where you have possession of the puck, why don't you just take it into the offensive zone? And then once you're in the offensive zone and people are now starting to back off of you, then you proceed to do an, a behind the back pass to somebody that you see while everyone's falling back. That feels like a better option. I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. So I've seen a lot of. So there's that. And then also him hitting where he kind of like bumps a guy and it's like, okay, you bumped a guy. I don't really know why you did that. You could have literally just skated past him or around him and it would have had the same effect. So those are almost two things that are sort of frustrating myself as, as a viewer watching Evander Kane play in these games. Now, whether he's not 100% and something's nagging him, we all saw the video uh, of him coming out and limping. He's probably still nursing something. And what he needs to do is he needs to find a way to get his fire back. What can Chris Knobloch do to jumpstart Evander Kane? In my personal opinion, you can healthy scratch him. Healthy scratch him for one game. That's it. One game. Do that. Put him in the lineup the next game. Guaranteed he's hitting everything he sees that moves and is from the other team. And he will have a fire that he needs to play with to be effective. That's going to be it for today. Like and subscribe to the channel on YouTube. Leave me a comment on what you are looking forward to the most with the Corey Perry signing. If you are new to the podcast, subscribe to the pod on whatever platform you choose. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, threads. I'm making an effort to be active, more active on all those platforms. So all the links for that will be below in the show description. And check out the Hockey News Edmonton Oilers 
team site to read the latest articles from me. Look out for the new Substack called Inside the Locker Room. Okay, find it, subscribe to it, and never miss out on any behind the scenes about being a journalist covering the Edmonton Oilers. And remember, it's not a game day unless the Oilers play. See you next time.